Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi again. We were going through the letters of Apostle Paul, Second Timothy, and we are in chapter two. And we went as far as verse sixteen, where Apostle Paul said, "But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness." It's, it was it was exhorting Timothy to shun any of those vain babbling debates. People that don't want to believe Christ and they just want to debate you, say, don't waste your time with them. And that was where we ended last broadcast. Don't waste your time with people that just want to debate or they want to argue with you about what you are preaching or what you are telling them. The Word of God is only revealed by revelation. And when you go to the scriptures, you see that the Lord Jesus Christ had similar confrontation. Even the King of Glory Himself, the Lord Himself that we are serving, He had similar confrontation with the Jews that refused to believe. And they even called him Beelzebub. They even took up stones to throw to stone him. And at a point, some of them came around and said, Tell us plainly, if you are the Christ, tell us plainly, let us not be doubting. He said, I told you, and you believe not. Jesus Christ said, No man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. So that's why I was saying that it's not everyone that will be saved, only those that the Lord has called only those that God has called second Timothy chapter 2 we were in verse 16 now we go to chapter 17 and their word that's talking about those who wanted to debate say their word shall we eat as does a canker or whom is Armenians and Philetus Apostle we give an example of people that we like to just be debating and they are not believing we give an example of some of them that have confronted him he said of whom is Armenians and Philetus verse 18 he said, these two people who concerning the truth have heard, saying that the resurrection is passed already down. This Hymenus and Philotus that Apostle Paul was pointing out to Timothy here, it's like a warning to his uh, spiritual son that he, many, we, they claim to be already believers, but they were wanting to debate doctrine. She called it proven and vain babblings, and he gave an example that Hymenus and uh, Philotus he most likely uh, Timothy knew about these two men. He said they are he said they have heard concerning the truth because they were trying to tell other people that the resurrection is past already. And they overthrew the faith of some. What do you mean by resurrection is past? They say, Well, Jesus Christ resurrected, that's all the resurrection to be. But we know that according to prophecy, when Christ shall come back, he will resurrect the dead in Christ shall rise so we see that in the book of Revelation but you have to know when this thing we are reading things that have been written for us 2000 years ago when these people are preaching their error wherever they get their enlightenment from they don't have the book of Revelation that we have now and they overthrow the faith of some what do they mean by overthrow the faith of some because they make some people that expect to be believers to change their mind about resurrection that's why they're overthrowing their faith our faith is that there will be a resurrection of the dead because Christ said he has come to bear witness to the truth and one of the ways he bear witness to the truth is that he resurrected himself and went up and Apostle Paul is now warning Timothy that hey there are people that will be like that are like that among among them that are already teaching, teaching errors verse 19 says nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure that is the word of God standeth sure whether we, whether we agree on this or that or not the word of God standeth sure God knows it and heals, and that's what I was posting. Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are is. Which means it's not everybody that even say, Lord, 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 that are is. 
Jesus Christ said that, he said that not everyone that call me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of God, but them that do the will of my Father. He said, what is the will of the Father? Apostle Paul is saying, the Apostle Paul is confident of himself. And so the same way are we confident of ourselves because we are following the Bible. He said, the Lord knows them that are his. And let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So that's the warning. Anyone that say, I'm for Christ, I'm for Christ, say, depart from iniquity. In the sin is iniquity. Even all those false doctrines will be iniquity. And he went further in verse 20. He said, but in a great house, now this is some wisdom here. He said, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Now, why is he saying this? He's pointing something out to us here. Look, he's saying these two men, I may know some violators, are example of people that are preaching error, but they claim to be believers now. These are not unbelievers. We're not talking about people that are preaching Islam or people that are preaching Buddha or people that are, these are just false religions. But he's talking about people among the believers. Because there are so many teachers, everybody wants to teach, everybody say they are teachers, everybody say they are also preachers or pastors. And they are presenting the word according to how they have understood it, or according to whom they have listened to before, and they are just uh, repeating what that fellow has told them, or according to how the Lord has revealed to them. So everybody is preaching the word of God according to how they have understood it. That they have. That's why Apostle Paul said in verse 15, you should study to show yourself approved unto God. As you study, God will manifest to you and teach you more. But if you don't study, and you, if you have the Holy Ghost and you are studying, God will give you more. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, your study can just be head knowledge, just memorizing what the teachers say in the in the college, see, and you are trying to teach other people that. But when you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost will guide you to all truth. That's what Jesus Christ said when before He left. He said, "The Spirit of God will come and He will guide you to all truth," and that is what we believe. The Holy Ghost is guiding us to all truth when He's revealing these things to us. So now let's continue. But Apostle Paul is saying, even in a great house, verse 20, a great house meaning a house of a millionaire, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver. What are vessels? He said, We human beings are like vessels to God. Vessels, what God can use, are vessels. He said, But in the house of a rich man, there will be some gold vessels. There will be some silver vessels. There can also be some vessels just for made of clay. They are all in the same rich man's house. But every vessel is used for different things. That's what Apostle Paul is giving us an analogy in. Say different vessels are used for different things. So then you have to choose which vessel are you. Even in the house of God, we are talking about which is believers. Now in the house of God is the house of faith, wherever we are all serving the Lord. See, that's God's house, believers. Which is called the church. The church is not the building where you fellowship. The church is the body of believers. But among these, in the body of believers, you see some, everybody is supposed to be a vessel. The teachers are special vessels God is using. The prophets, the apostles, they are the selected vessels God is using to teach his own, the rest of the people. Now, Apostle Paul is now using that analogy and say, even in a great house, these vessels have different uses. So don't be surprised that there will be people like Ibenos and Philetus that are preaching heresy. So they will have to suffer some things from God. And that's what he's saying right here. He said, there are vessels of gold, there are vessels of silver, but also there's vessels of wood and of earth that's clay, and some to honor and some to dishonor. 
Some will be glorified, some will not be glorified. But they are all verses. Verse 21 says, If a man therefore purge himself from these, I mean from these iniquities, he shall be a vessel of honor, a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. That is, if you purge yourself from all these heresies and all the errors, and all the iniquities, say, then you will be a, a vessel of honor that will be set apart for God, for the master to use you for every good work. Verse 22, the continuing his exhortation to Timothy, say, flee also youthful loss. Now he's talking to Timothy, who oh, was a young man by this time. A young man, maybe by that time, Timothy was not married, but being a young man, maybe in his 20s or in his 30s, there will be temptation to, to, to do what other people are doing. And that thing can lead people to sin, even fornication, playing too much with the opposite party, opposite sex that is in the church. So that's why he's trying to tell him that, hey, you're a young man, but flee those youthful laws. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So he's telling you what to concentrate on. That doesn't mean he shouldn't get married. He simply has to keep himself chaste until that marriage. And when he's going to choose, he has to choose right. Right person. But if he's following youthful laws, he will also be blinded by that lust. Because lust is like blinding the eyes and very soon you may choose the wrong person also. When verse 23 said, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid. He's always warning him about argument, debate, and because he, Timothy being a pastor, people who wanted to, they wanted to debate the gospel, they see a pastor and now they wanted to challenge the pastor. So that's why he's telling him, that's the second time he's talking about avoiding argument. It's a foolish and unlearned question. I mean, people that, you know, they have not known any of these things, and the question they'll be asking is, is so, it's a, it's a ignorant question. So avoid them. He said, knowing that they do gender strife. I mean, they will be, if you give arguing, debating with them, it makes them begin to go into a fight. See, that's why you have to avoid them. You don't want to be fighting with people. And verse 24 says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive. That is, must not fight. A strife is not just physical beating one another with fist. It means argument and lashing of words can be a fight or getting angry at one another is a fight see you see that's called strife a sound of god must not strive just love them just smile and love them they wanted to debate they want to argue with you and tell you you are not tell you you are you are you have hair you are in heresy they tell you that you are following the wrong person you are following the reform they tell you that their own religion is better than your is better they are just laugh and smile and just let them go in their ignorance if they do want they don't want to believe Leave them alone and keep preaching to those who are listening who want to believe. And that is what he's saying here. Say, avoid those unlearned, foolish and unlearned questions. The gender strife, they cause people to, to go into arguments and fighting and quarreling against one another or angry at one another. But it be gentle unto all men with aptitude to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Say, those people, they are opposing themselves. They are not opposing you. It's themselves they are opposing. That's why you use the word opposing themselves. 
Sometimes we take it personally as if it is, it is we that are preaching the gospel they are against. Say no, they are not really against you, they are against Jesus. And they are not just against Jesus or God, they are against themselves. Because somebody that you are, you, instead of following this Lord Jesus Christ that can take you to heaven and paradise, you are opposing him. Then you are actually doing something against your own soul. Not so. That's why he said they are opposing themselves. Remember that. So they are not opposing you that is preaching to them, they are opposing themselves. They say, say in, in, in meekness, in meekness means be humble and kind and softly instructing them in meekness. Instructing them, but eventually God can give them repentance so that they are not opposing themselves because they are opposing them, they are fighting the one that can take them to heaven. And they are fighting that one, is Christ is the one that can take them to heaven. If they are opposing Christ, they are opposing themselves. We are now going to go into chapter 3. In chapter 3, Apostle Paul continues his exhortation to Timothy, where he is now going to talk about perilous times that is ahead of mankind. He said, This know also, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come, and men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Now, when you say last days, we are in the last days. But Apostle Paul was looking ahead. So to him, he may not be around by that time because he knew he was already in prison and he was already old man. There was one a young man who was still in his twenties or thirties who was a pastor telling Timothy that in the last he should know that in the last days Perilous times, I mean, times of trouble. And Timothy could have explained some of these things in their generation, but that was not really the last days. It was some days after Apostle Paul. But we are really at the last days. So everything that Apostle Paul listed here, that this thing will come to the world, is already in our generation. So we need to take it to some of these things that Apostle Paul was warning Timothy about. Let's start again in 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days, perilous times, what is perilous? I mean, things that can destroy people, that can injure people, perilous, give peril on people, shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinence, fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of good. Now everything you listed there, you can look at all of those things are in the world, no doubt. They are different characteristics of different people. But it's warning the believers so that we can check our lives and make sure that we don't have any of the traits of all this ungodliness in our lives. That's really the most important thing for we. That we should check ourselves regularly and see that we are not covetous. Because he said there will be covetousness in the end of the world much more among unbelievers. But believers should keep themselves away from all those things that can be classified covetousness or proud much more among the unbelievers. The believers should be careful not to let pride ride in their body, in their soul. Why? Because God resisted the proud. Or blasphemers. 
You know, unbelievers are the ones that are blaspheming. They be saved because their own religion is against this your religion. And they be talking blasphemy against your your religion. He said, them are disobedient to parents. Some are on all of those things he listed, they are just lifestyles and characteristics of the unbelieving world. But be believers, you be careful to avoid any of those traits in our life. And then he went further to some of the traitors, high-minded, lovers of pleasures. Now you can see, lovers of pleasure is all over the world. They rather go to party, disco, all this ungodliness, rather than go to fellowship with God, or rather than reading the Bible, they have no time for Bible, they don't believe in it. They are lovers of pleasure. And they have a form of godliness. I mean, they may even say they are worshipping God or worshipping something, but not the true God. But they will deny the power of God. And Apostle Paul was warning Timothy to turn away from such people. Verse 6, For of this sort are they, which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse laws. That is some of these people that may even be claiming to be preachers, or they may even be leaders of some religion, and uh, they will be gathering people around. They also will try to make disciples for themselves. And some women will follow them, because most of the time, they always get women tricked. Like the devil came and tricked Eve, and he was able to deceive Eve quickly. And that's why Apostle Paul was using this, that they will be creeping into houses and leading captive silly women. They call them silly women that they are living with sin because they they are hearing what they wanted to hear and they led them into diverse loss sin ever learning never able to come to the knowledge of the truth verse 7 verse 8 said now as janice and jambres withstood moses so do this also resist the truth men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith now, he gave an example of Janus and Jambres as people in the days of Moses that were servants of Pharaoh, that when Moses came and started demonstrating the power of God, they also showed some magic that turned the eyes of Pharaoh or the mind of Pharaoh away from being afraid of what Moses was doing. Ah, Moses showed this sign, oh, we can do the same thing, it's just a magic like we do. And then Moses, Pharaoh would just laugh. <laughs> And then Moses did another one, they did the same thing. That's why they say they confronted Moses. But there came a point in that story, in the book of Exodus, when Moses smote the sand and the sand turned into lies. That's like creativity of God. And this magician said, oh, this is beyond our power. This must be the finger of God. But, but they have already deceived Pharaoh enough that he couldn't worry about that either. But that's what Apostle Paul was citing as an example that even in this gen the generation that he's talking about, which is the end of the world, which is our generation, he said people will be confronting the truth. Like this Janice and Jambras with two Moses, these people also will confront the gospel, the true gospel. And you can see that in our midst right now. We preach on the radio, there will maybe some other people that will come on the radio too and preach their own false doctrine or preach their false religion. And if we go into confrontation, they may even show some shams and magic. You see? But you see, the Bible said, verse 9, it said, But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs, as Janus and Jambres' folly also was manifest. Verse 10, 
But thou hast fully known my doctrine. So he's still exhorting Timothy that you know what I have preached and my manner of life and my purpose. Why am I preaching all these things? Not for money, not for gain, but to bring people to heaven. And the faith and the long suffering and the child and the patience and the persecutions and the afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So it was more or less reminding Timothy that he was aware of everything he, he, he was preaching and the purpose saw it and how he was patient and how he showed love and how he, was, how he also was persecuted for this thing. I even mentioned the place where he was persecuted that Timothy was aware of them because he was going with Paul in many places when they are preaching. And when they were preaching about even though Timothy was part of the team, they only attacked the preacher, the one that they know was the spearheading. So they attack Apostle Paul many times and they have to run Apostle Paul out of town. And with Timothy and the rest of the people sit in town. And so that was what in Iconium say, you know about that. In Lystra, you know about that. In Antioch, you know about that. But so say, yeah. And all that we live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But starting seven, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Yeah, there will be evil men that will come to deceive other people and they also are being deceived. Verse 14 says, But continue thou in the things thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned So it's exhorting Timothy, continue in what you have learned from Paul and you are sure of it that it's true, knowing that you have learned from Apostle Paul, you know who I have learned from, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16 says, All scripture, now is pointing to Timothy, that even all those things that Moses wrote, they are all useful for correction. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture. Now you say, can you say the Quran and the books of all these other false religions is also scripture? No, I'm talking about the scriptures are the ones that are in the that God spoke through the prophets in the Bible, through Moses in the Bible, through the apostles in the Bible. Those are the scriptures. He said they are profitable, that is they are useful for doctrine, for reproof, for correcting people, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect. Truly furnished unto all good works. That is, furnished means equipped unto all good works. The scripture is to equip us. And we go down to chapter 4. We are, Apostle Paul is going to wrap up this exhortation. He says, I shall thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. That's the final exhortation to Timothy to keep preaching. Be instant in season out of season, reproof, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. That is, don't be ashamed, just keep telling them. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own loss shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Now, people will still want to hear something, but when they hear the truth, they don't want to hear the truth about God, about Jesus Christ, but they will have so many fables and uh, entertainers and they prefer to listen to entertainment. Some churches become an entertainment for people that come. 
But see, the truth has to be preached. It's the truth that we deliver anybody. The truth shall make you free. Verse 5 says, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. So do the work of an evangelist, keep on teaching them, keep on preaching. Verse 6, he said, But I'm ready now to be offered. That's Apostle Paul saying he was ready to go, to be killed. And the time of my departure is at hand. He must have seen a vision that the Lord said, When you go before the Caesar right now, they are going to kill him or something like that. Verse 7 says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. That's a good that's a good status that everyone that has been serving the Lord wants to be able to say that I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Verse 8 says, Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. It's exciting that there is a reward for those that are serving the Lord. It's be a good reward if you stay true to your to your cause, God is going to reward us individually. You may say it's only the preachers, not only the preachers, everyone that is serving the Lord. He said, Christ said, My reward is with me, and to give everyone according as your work shall be. So, even you that is just raising your children, if you raise them in the way of the Lord, that's your work, and God is going to reward you. You that is going about teaching, preaching, you are doing it for the Lord, that's your work, God is going to reward you. All that we do is do it as unto the Lord. It's the Lord that's going to give reward. Verse 9. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me now. Your Apostle Paul is now writing a personal note to, to Timothy to come quickly because he was expecting him to come on a visit. For Demas has forsaken me. Demas was one of the former followers of Apostle Paul that they go to evangelize together. But since Apostle Paul has been in prison, some of them are not comfortable being around, just hanging around in the prison area, just being around to carry letters. So they want to go back to the place where they feel like they, they will be more useful. But that's what the Apostle Paul is saying, because sometimes that could make the one that is in prison be lonely. So Apostle Paul says, Demons has forsaken me, having loved this present world. What does that mean? He loved this present world. That he loved the, the way things are right now, which is changing for Paul. But those that love the way things are, they want to go and leave Paul alone and just go back to the towns where they enjoyed fellowship with the brethren. So that may be what is the story of Demons. But Apostle Paul is not feeling happy about it. He said, he's departed unto Thessalonica. There are believers in Thessalonica. He's a Christian, he says, another believer he has gone to Galatia. He Titus also has gone to Dalmatia. So, all of those who that were the team members when he was preaching about, say everyone one by one has gone to different places and they left him alone in, the, in Rome in, like a prisoner. But he left, only Luke is with me. Luke was a physician. So, Luke stayed with Paul closely throughout. And now he's asking, take Mark, that's, that's Mark that wrote the book of Gospel of Mark. He was a young man too, around that time, just following them. He said, bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. I remember there was a time Mark was to go with them and uh, Paul said, no, don't go with us because you, you left the last time. But now he's back to, to their camp. So because things are not forever, don't, don't get hung up in what happened some years ago because this man disappointed you. It may be faithful this time. Verse 12. And Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou commence, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. So Apostle Paul said, oh, bring those books that I, I need to keep studying. Verse 14. See, if Apostle Paul was still studying, what about you and me? Keep studying. Verse 14. Says, Alexander the copper smith did me much evil. Now, Alexander was the one that 
if you go back to the book of Acts of the Apostles, it was the one that Moses personally went to Rome to, to, to testify against Apostle Paul. And that was why Apostle Paul said, this man did me much evil. He said, the Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be that way also, for he has greatly withstood our wars. So Alexander that coppersmith, in the days when they say all those silversmiths and blacksmiths in Ephesus, they rose up against Apostle Paul. And when they were hailing that, great is Diana of the Ephesus. Alexander was one of the coppersmiths that said, well, let's settle this thing in court. Let's settle this thing in court. Let's not go into violence here. But after, the, after that confrontation in, Paul, in, in Ephesus, he must have personally put upon himself to go and witness against Paul when he heard that Paul has been arrested. And he wanted to make sure that Paul was killed. Now I'm going to continue this in the next broadcast because we still have one more, some more few things to say about this Timothy. And I say God bless you.